0: Welcome to this Nomadic Idea Show where we discuss the uncensored truth about living full time on the road, whether it's in a schoolie, an RV, whether you're a van lifer, it doesn't make any difference. If you are thinking about hitting the road and living full time, This show is for you. This is Scott and Ariane from This Nomadic Idea. We come to you every Sunday night, Eastern Standard Time, on our YouTube channel, every Monday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning on thisnomadicidea.com, where you can catch the audio version of this show, and our audio version is always completely different Then the video version, just go to thisnomadicidea.com or you can catch the audio version on Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of your favorite podcatchers. On our 30th show, we talk about the pros and cons of van life. On this episode, we share what it's like camping in a camper van. We love it. We've done it for a long time. What we would do differently and is van life for you? What's the biggest drawback of van life? What's the biggest advantage of van life? And what should you know before you go? Wanna travel full-time in a van? Let's go. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. Shall we begin? For some, buying a new RV or new van is really super expensive, especially these rugged vans that are out there now. Very, very expensive. On our last show, we talked about going in debt. This may not be the best time to go in debt. That is why we partnered with Escape Camper Vans. Hey, you don't need to own an expensive camper van to hit the road and and see some adventure. Uh, Escape camper vans inspire people to escape their everyday routines and embrace their adventurous spirit just by exploring a world in their camper vans. I mean, these are really nice camper vans, too. I mean, we're not talking cheap. They're really super nice. Run one this year and come up to Yellowstone. There's a lot of places to kind of stealth camp your van. Uh, in and around the park, especially in some of these national forest campgrounds and explore the beauty of Wyoming and Montana. Come up and say hello to us. We'll be here in Cook City all year up through uh, October. Um, so go check out Escape Camper Vans. So speaking of camper vans, this is like a great opportunity to to talk about van life. Uh, because we've been thinking a lot about the transitioning uh, from our Airstream possibly to a van, bigger van than what we have now. But uh, we spent a long time, uh, three years camping and traveling in our van. And I'd like to really kind of talk about what that difference is. I think yeah, there's some advantages to it. I think there's some disadvantages to it. So we want to talk a little bit about that. Um, our, our 99 Ford uh, diesel. Everyone should know about it by now. Uh, um, Especially with all the drama we've had. I want to talk about that on the show. Um, That's our camper van. We have taken that camper van in places where our airstream just can't go. And that's been the best part of our nomadic journey. Is combining both the camper van and the RV. Uh, We have felt from the get-go That that was a huge part of our lifestyle. And that's what we want to do. And it's it's been very successful. Which is why we spent the money in repairing our camper van. We've cooked in it. uh, slept in it. Slept in it. We've been all the way from Courtside, Arizona. And have spent... uh, I spent a month there during the RTR in 2018. I've driven it from... Uh, Arizona, camped in all the way down to Florida, all the way up through Georgia, all the way up through Montana. Um, I mean, I was, I was camping in it this just the, in November uh, going up to Wisconsin. So the camper van has played a significant role in our nomadic adventure and we, we love it. Um, but for people that are kind of getting into it or trying to you know figuring out what they want to do man van life has come a long way in just a few short years the vans I see now are oh my gosh they're just they're they're crazy they are really pimped out I I really especially some of the off-road more than no nomadic and boondocking vans are out there I uh, just uh, just blows my mind on what amenities they offer that you um, but I think if you're thinking about the van life, especially now in, in 2022, you've got to, ask some, you got to ask yourself some key questions. And this show wants to kind of help you th- through that. Um, the first question you got to have to ask yourself is, you know, are you going to be traveling alone? Um, because that that is a huge question whether and what kind of van you think you're going to get there's a big difference in between traveling alone and having a partner in a van. Um, and, because it, it's probably gonna make a huge difference on what kind of van you're gonna get. Now, in an RV, it's different. You know, you've got a bathroom, you've got a shower, you know, you've got some amenities, uh, probably a little kitchen area, uh, you know, and, and that's one thing. You know, you can partner up pretty easily, even in a small RV. You can still partner up pretty, pretty easily. But in a van, it's a little different. You know, it's a little different. Um, you know, someone's got to use the bathroom. If it's raining outside, and you're not around bathrooms, someone's walking out of that van. I guarantee you. Ariana and I've done that many, many times. <laughs> where it's not been the most opportune time to say, hey, I got to go, get out. Um, So that's one of the things you have to ask yourself right away is, is this this adventure, is this lifestyle, hitting the road full time, is it going to be for you? Is it going to be for two people? And I think that is probably the number one question you should ask yourself right off the bat uh, is how that's going to work out for you. Um, And then, of course, that, you know, evolves into what kind of van because you know you might get a little bit more expensive van or uh, a little bit of a bigger van than you would if you're by yourself um they come pretty pimped out nowadays i mean e- during the winter and snowmobile season here i mean you have a lot of really cool vans that are pulling up here and i've just been in all i'm like oh my god that's that's crazy they all have diesel heaters in them You know the people that come out here—they're prepared to sleep in their van in the coldest of cold temperatures, um, and they're—they're pretty nice. They're pretty pimped out. But those vans are going to be very expensive. You can spend, you know, very easily, one hundred fifty thousand dollars for some of these vans, depending on what kind of van you're going to get. Is it going to be four by four? It's going to be two wheel. It's going to have solar attachments. You know, is it going to have a bathroom? Is it going to have a mini shower in it? What what's it going to be like? And so that, you know, I think the first question is, is it going to be by yourself. You're going to be with a partner. You're going to be by yourself and with your dog. Um, You're going to be with your partner and two dogs like we are. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself uh, some pretty important questions early on before I would even go spend the money on a van, um, which. Which kind of brings to another point, which I think is super, super important, is that maybe buying a van isn't the way to go. Maybe renovating a van. You know, the van community is a a very large community. Uh, The van life, full-time on-the-road community, it's big, it's organized, and you can easily find places that have these van build outings where you can go and say, hey, look, I I have this older van. It runs great. But I don't know anything about building a van. I don't know anything about what that would detail. And you can go to these rallies and get some pretty good information. And there's a lot lot of places, people... Hell, there's some old YouTubers out there that used to be great in their Van life story and now they're, they're building vans. And that's what they do for a living. So there's a lot of resources out there and I think that you know if you can get a pretty uh, pretty good van that, that runs well, that maybe has a little mileage on it that maybe you know it, maybe it's a 4x4, maybe it's not, but maybe you like it, it might be cheaper. To build and custom build your van there's it's nothing to especially if you have a 4x4 it's nothing to spend you know you spend $20,000 on a van that's custom made for you that fits your lifestyle 20 grand that's nothing compared to some of these other big Mercedes-Benz Pro Masters that are out there so you might be getting a Getting away without having to go into this huge debt, and having a payment, you know that that fits your budget. So that's something that you know you ought to take a look at, you know, pretty right away. Um, so I don't talk about the pros and cons if 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 you know if you're thinking and you know I've got we get comments on our channel. We don't we don't you know we we not a huge audience, which is fine, um, but the comments that we get. A lot of them like, well, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm not sure about that. I'm looking into maybe next year. Um, so I think it's important to go through the pros and cons. This is from our own personal experience, um, and and just listening to others. We've met a lot of a lot of van lifers out there um, since we've been on the road. Um, I think one of the biggest cons of the van life for us. probably has been as a couple and having that alone time and of course always finding a place to you know take a shower you are going to have limitations in a van that's just all there is to it um you're you're not going to be able to do what you want when you want as a lifestyle choice you can go anytime you can go anywhere you can go any place anytime you want. You can travel anywhere. That's the best part of being of the van life. But but living in the van, you're going to be limited to, to a couple things. One of them is going to be you know, possibly room if you're with a couple. It's showering. Vans aren't typically equipped with good showers. Now, in our van, I've done videos on this. You can check them out um, on our uh, YouTube channel. I think we have a, a channel... Uh, van van our uh our to- or van or tow vehicle um, I have a lot of gadgets we have an outdoor shower in the van um, you, you in good weather you can do almost anything in a van if it's good weather, and there's nobody around, which is another con. Um, of the van life is that it seems like there's always somebody around. So all these videos you see about, oh, man, these outdoor showers, I did this. Like, oh, my, eh, eh. Well, that's when, you know, it's great when there's nobody around. To be able to find a place where there's nobody around, that's the skill set, and that's usually the little bit more difficult part of the van life. I would love to take an outdoor shower every day outside the van especially in Quartzsite. If you think you're going to spend, you're going to get take out to a shower in Quartzsite, Arizona, with a million and a half other people that think they're going to be by themselves in their new van, but you got another thing coming. Taking a shower sometimes is a little difficult. You're not going to be able to take one every day. That's for sure. You might take one twice a week, maybe once a week. And there's a lot of alternatives, but that's something you have to think about is the bathroom situation. a van it's not always easy having to you know wanting to take a shower and having to go to the bathroom it's not convenient (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination lots of you know there are lots of alternatives though for a van that rvs don't have so if you're traveling in a van all the time you've got gas stations you've got rest stops you've got restaurants you've got shopping malls um, you've got a lot of place, Starbucks, you know, you have a lot of places to go to the bathroom and just pull in and park, get out, you know, uh, use a facility, come back and, and get back on the road to where you're going. So, you know, as, as a, as that, all that, that affords you, there's lots of places to go. Um, the other thing that we, we have in the van is that we do have a composting toilet. We made it ourselves. So, you know, if, we, if we're driving and, you know, we got to go, we do have curtains. I sit in the front seat, Ariane goes in the back, or she gets in the front seat, I go in the back. And, you know, the composting toilet affords us to be able to go when we want. We don't have to pull over. We don't have to pull into a parking lot. And that's usually if we're, you know, and we just got to go and we're just not going to have time to pull over. Most of the time though you're gonna have time to pull over. It's usually the showers. It's usually the showers that's really is the buzzkill for the van. Um, but we have a composting toilet in the van, we love it. I urge everybody that is thinking about the van life, or if you are a van lifer already, man, look into the composting toilets, I mean, they're really convenient. I mean, big time. And of course, you know, um, we talk about renovating versus buying new, and you know, building out that van that affords you slide outs and little secret areas and places that you can push outside, that that don't affect the inside of your van that you can utilize um, in good weather. By the way, in good weather, you know, all these YouTube channels and all these Instagram, you know, it's always amazing weather in van life, right? It's always beautiful, you um, know. Um, you know, I don't know where they are that's beautiful all the time, 365 days a year, but I'd like to know where they're going because that's not the reality of any kind of nomadic travel at all. Uh, but apparently the van lifers know where all the good weather is. Um, the other thing about uh, the, the, like the drawbacks of van life, um, it's privacy, I kind of talked about that a little bit. You're always going to be around people, especially if you're traveling on the road and you want to stop at a Home Depot, you want to stealth camp, or you want to slide in between the, the cargo vans. Like, you know, I've done so many times in Home Depot because my cargo van looks like a work van. Um, I mean, if I put a sticker on it, it, nobody would ever tell it's a, I'm, I'm staying in that van or I'm sleeping in the van. Um, so I've, I've, I slide it right into the work trucks in Home Depot. Home Depot tends to have better Wi-Fi. But Walmart, you're always going to be around people, always. And, you know, the thing with the van life is that you are more acceptable to get the knock on the door and say, hey, get out of the parking lot or get out of, you're not supposed to be here. But with the vans, I would argue that there's so many places to go. There's so many places that you can boondock and dry camp and sleep uh, off the night. Many more places than RVs. Have many, many, many more. You know, you have to understand that you may be cooking in your van again. Um, you know, all these slide outs, these beautiful pull out kitchens. That's great, but now picture a uh, picture yourself is pouring rain. You know, you gotta you gotta figure out how to cook in your van or eat something. You know, um, so that's another part of. The reality, that's the other uncensored truth we tell you, is that Mother Nature doesn't care about your travel plans. They don't care if uh, you want a great, beautiful Instagram picture, um, you know, in the mountains with your van. Um, It it just doesn't work that way. Um, You'd be really... uh, You know, you'd be really hard pressed right now. We just got thirteen inches of snow in the last uh, two and a half days up here in Montana. So, yeah, you wouldn't be cooking outside. (laughs) You wouldn't be cooking outside in your van for sure. Water is always an issue with van life. You know, you're always you know they don't have big water tanks. Um, If you build your own, you're gonna have to have water capacity. You know, now a lot of van lifers they know how to get away with very little. But I think that takes practice. I think that takes some time on the road. Uh, come, Definitely comes with experience. But water capacity is always, you know, is always an issue. Um, raining, cold nights, weather, you know, vans are colder. Um, if, they're, if they're not insulated well, it's like sleeping in an icebox. I know, um, you know, one of the things that we do, I think I have a video on this too, is that, you know, We have sleeping bags. We have, you know, we have cold weather sleeping bags in the van. So I think one of our sleeping bags is minus 15 degrees. So, you know, we've always stayed warm. You know, you can get diesel heaters um, put in your van that can uh, keep you pretty warm. We've got uh, the Little Buddy propane heater. Uh, Read the instructions on that. We've talked about that on the show before also to keep warm. But there's always alternatives for that. But that's one of the things you have to know. The weather is like this. It's up and down. Van's too hot, van's too cold. Van I mean it goes back and forth. Rarely are you ever gonna find a sweet spot. Okay. If you're traveling by yourself, it's lonely. You know, you pull up in a in a in a van and you you do all your, you know, your your beautiful, uh, you know, your beautiful, you know, the 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 lights and you know, your your chairs and you know all that stuff, but and you're sitting by your by yourself, it can get lonely. You know, um, and so you, you have to kind of know about that going in, that it can sometimes feel you're you become a little introverted. You know, because you're in the van all the time. Hopefully, you're not in the van all the time. Hopefully, you're getting out and meeting people and meeting cult you know different cultures and and experience what life has to give you. Um, But sometimes, you know, sometimes you're in the van a lot. The other thing that you have to really understand about the van life thing is this, is that if your van breaks down, you don't have a home. Very, very seldom are mechanics going to let you stay in your van while they are working on your van. So, and I go into a lot more about that on our audio version on the podcast. I'm going to break down exactly what we've spent on the van how what happened when we didn't have a van? Um, I'm gonna go all up into all the van stuff. I'm gonna tell you the best campsites that we've had, some of the best experiences that we've had in the van, and and why we love the van. But I'm gonna go into much more of the cost in our audio version. Um, and you gotta ask yourself: Can you afford it? Can you afford to not? Ha- can you afford not to have your van or your home, your tiny home on wheels? Can you afford not to have that? for two weeks especially now because the one thing that we are all going through now is supply chain issues. So what used to be a two or three day wait for a part may now be two weeks for a part. So you have to kind of know that going in if the van life is gonna be for you. But the pros, let's talk about the pros for a minute. Minimalism, you don't have much to have a good time. You don't need much to have a great time you you will be floored at how little you need to live a pretty substantial adventurous life you just don't need a whole lot that's far as clothes just crap that you know you've hoarded in in your apartment or your in sticks and bricks and now you're living in a van you just don't need that much i can't i can't even tell you how much stuff we have given away since we've hit the road, we just don't need much. Um, we don't buy un- unnecessary things anymore. Uh, we buy what we need, and we go by the rule that if I like a, like a, let's say I like a, a, a hoodie, no oh, man, I love that hoodie. Well, that means I throw away a piece of clothing that maybe I didn't like. So we always. Give away when we get something new that way we're not stacking and racking all of our clothes i think the best thing about the van life though is freedom and there's a there's a cost to that and i've talked about this so many times on the show there's a cost benefit to your freedom and what that means to your mental health physical health um you know your all-around lifestyle there's a cost-benefit to having that freedom. And I think that's one of the things that the van life gives you is that you can go wherever you want, whenever you want, however you want. You know, you can be in, in the snow one day and be in Arizona in the desert two days later. So it does really give you a beautiful freedom that you don't normally get living in the city in in sticks and bricks. Um, our van has gone everywhere. Um, probably places where where it shouldn't have gone, <laughs> but it's gone everywhere. We have never not denied ourselves to go someplace in the van, ever. Ariana has freaked out a few times. She's closed her eyes. She probably called me some names, um, but we've we've always done it. And it's always ended up being great. Um, it does give you a financial freedom if, if the cost benefit to your freedom has a lot to do with your, you know, your mental health and your physical health. Because um, it, I don't, I want to, I don't want to ever promote or say that, oh, you're going to save so much money hitting the road full time. Oh, there's so much cost savings in there. Because quite frankly, that doesn't necessarily. That's not the truth in some cases. So depending on your lifestyle, there may there may not be any cost benefit for you to live on the road at all. You know, for young people, they're living at home with their parents and saying, "Hey, I'm going to go and live the van life." I got news for you. You mean you're going to be surprised at some of the uh, the monthly expenditures that you're going to you're going to start. Sing, um, gas, food is, is a big one. And, and a lot of times when you live this free life, this free, um, you know, uh, beautiful life that everyone talks about, and it is, but you do have electric, water, you do have to get plugged in sometimes. If you're, excuse me, if you're not getting plugged in, you're going to have to invest in solar. You know, there, there's always a consequence and, and there's really always a financial consequence to to your decisions that you're going to make about your freedom on the road, I got news for you. Um, and but one of the one of the one of the cool things about the van life, and because technology has come such a long way, is that now we have you know the ability to work in our van and the ability to you know pull in someplace, do a day's work, and then go hike, or you know pull in you know, to Starbucks, going to Starbucks, you know, get geeked out on caffeine and work. There's a lot of benefits to that because the technology offers that. Um, I have a friend who is a traveling nurse. She goes I mean she's in such high demand right now, but what she'll do is that she's got a very nice van. She will negotiate, "Hey, look, I live in a van. I don't I don't need housing." I don't need anything, but I I want to park in the secure the security part of the uh, hospital lot in the secure section, and they, she's never been denied, so she goes in there in the parking lot, and and what a what a what a great gig, nurses right now are so overworked, they're so stressed, and so she doesn't have to worry about driving back to an apartment that you know she doesn't know real well, she walks downstairs outside in the parking lot and stays in her van and she can still watch movies. She can still have her glass of wine at night. She can still unwind and relax. And then she's got a two minute walk, you know, um, out of her van in the hospital the next day. So it definitely has a lot of advantages um, that I, I think a normal sticks and bricks life does not give you. Um, but again, everything we always say on our show, it's about your lifestyle It's the lifestyle you want and you are willing to work at because lifestyles don't come easy. They're not just given to you. You got to work at it. But the van life doesn't automatically rubber stamp it. It's an easy life. Okay. It's not an easy life. It's just as hard as anything else you're going to do. You know, there's the stigma of, you know, hey, what do you live? Well, I live in a van. You know, some people aren't going to understand that. And you have to be prepared for that. Some people think, what are you, like, you're homeless? You don't have a job? Like, what? what's your gig? No, I, I just travel. And so I think that's, I think that's normalizing a little bit than what it was, you know, five years ago for sure. Um, but, you know, there is some stigma about the van life. Um, and we should know because we drive a white cargo, <laughs> we drive a white cargo van. So, you know, um when they look at that van, they're like, what? you? What, do you stay in that thing? What? You know, so yeah, there's there's always some stigma to it. But I, I think overall, you have to really weigh the pros and cons. You have to look at financial benefits versus freedom benefits for you. And, you know, really assess, hey, you know, we're going to be in a closed-in space, but we're going to be able to go here, here, and here. Is it worth it? Do I like it? And then do your homework on whether that's a lifestyle for you. I love the van life. I think the van life is great. I think once you get to know the community, it's even better. And that's the one thing that the van life has that that I would say the van life is, they've got a better community, I hate to say it, than the RV community, um, because they seem to be a little bit more real. Um, When I used to go to the RTR, the Bob Wells um, Cheap RV Living, Um, I had a blast every, I mean, just, I just had such a good time and everyone seemed so normal. So let's talk about the cost. Um, and what we went through with our van. And if you've watched our YouTube channel and watched some of the videos, you know, that, um, you know, we went through a major repair this year. Um, the items that we've had to fix, um, in the four years we've had the van. Uh, And and again, it's a 1999 van. It's a diesel. Um, I think we bought the van at 165,000 miles. It's now got 240,000 miles on it. So we've put a little less than 100,000 miles on the van. That's a lot. Um, But uh, we've gone through an alternator. We've gone through a radiator, We've gone through, uh, I think, one of the most dramatic uh, situations we had was we were in the middle of Yellowstone National Park and there was no cell service anywhere. We were, we were, we were in the middle of the park and my shift tube broke in half. And that the shift tube is where you shift the gear from, you know, park to, to reverse, neutral drive. And so, you know, that, that shift tube that you hold in your hand, it broke in half in the dashboard. And there was no way. I had to crawl underneath the van. Good thing Ariana was there. She she had to sit in the driver's seat, put the brake on, and I'd crawl underneath the van and shift the van from the bottom underneath of the van. Now, we made it back. I was able to fix it. Had to take the whole dashboard apart. Um, so, anyway, uh, that... Uh, I had to buy a new shift tube. I had to buy a new shift cable. Um, but the, the biggest repair so far has been the unexpected leak of our oil pan. Um, you know, that was a huge, that was a huge gut puncher um, to all of a sudden, you know, look at your oil pan leaking that much oil. Your car is undrivable. I mean, it's completely, it, that's it. And so I think at that point, you know, that was, that was tough. That was, that was a real tough one. And so all in all, that alone, that repair alone, just the oil pan, the oil pan was $370 to buy a brand new oil pan. Okay. That's not a lot of money, but to get the oil pan on or to get the old oil pan off, put the new oil pan on meant that we had to take the entire engine out of the van and that meant a hundred and ten dollar an hour labor cost so that repair including all the parts all the labor was thirty one hundred dollars that was that was a big gut puncher now why did we spend that money people might say well that I would never would have spent that money on a used car well with right now where we're at with inflation and you know, if you've priced a new truck or a new tow vehicle, or heck, even a new van right now, man, they are highly expensive. So I guess my question is: Do you, would you rather go, you know, fifty to sixty thousand dollars in debt, or spend thirty one hundred dollars in cash and fixing the fixing the car that you love? I and mean, we love this van. Um, and so yeah, it we spent thirty one hundred dollars to fix the van. We we're now we're not in debt. The van is driving great, by the way. Uh, I've driven it across the country since I've had the oil pan fixed, and it's, it's driving it's driving beautiful. Um, and, you know, and it brings back a lot of memories. Uh, it brings back the memories of, I think, one of the most beautiful places that we have been in the van um, probably in, um, in all the years that we've been camping was, was probably uh, Lowell Canyon, which is about, it's very close to the Red Rock District um, west of Las Vegas. And we went out there in the winter time, and it, we spent about a week in just a, the, one of the most beautiful, scenic campsites uh, we've ever been in. There was snow on Mount Charleston. Uh, we were, you know, again, 20 minutes from Vegas. Um, we were private, didn't see another soul out there, had a campfire. I think one night it got down to about 20 degrees. It was cold. Um, but, uh, Ariana and I and the two dogs just had a magnificent, magnificent time. That was probably one of our all time. F- we cooked. I mean, we had, oh man, we cooked all kinds of, of uh, little veggie meals. And, uh, I think we made some tostadas one night, um, just just had a blast. I mean, just had a blast. We we did use the outdoor shower that we had had because there was nobody around. It was one of the few times that that we were so desolate um, in such a beautiful spot that nobody was around. And so yeah, um, you know, we had made an outdoor shower with a, a, a you know like a shower pump you can buy at Amazon, and we just had we just had a blast. I would say that that was one of our favorite. Campsites we've ever been in for a van lifer. Um, and I think for an event, definitely uh, the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous. I know that's different now, but that was a blast in court to see all these other van lifers. And I would urge anybody, whether you are an RVer or schoolie, uh, uh, even if you're a nomad, it doesn't make any difference. Attend a van rally, they are so much fun. Um, you get to really meet a lot of people, meet your community, and and really have a good time with like-minded people. And you can and you can see and you know that's where you're gonna get all your ideas. You know, if if you're not really sure about your van build or the things that or or whatever you've bought or you're living in, um, that rally is a just a phenomenal rally. I think they have one in Utah this year. I want to say it's in July um, in. Um, I think it's either in Utah or Idaho. Might be in Idaho, that they have. It's a it's a big summer van rally. Uh, Thousands of people go. But if you can attend one of those uh, rallies, I think it's just it's going to be a phenomenal learning experience uh, for you. But you know that's the thing you gotta you gotta keep in mind. You know. There are some vans that can't do off road. Some vans can. Uh, we've taken our van um, all over. We've taken it from the Mogadishu in Utah. We've taken it down Canyonlands, the Schaefer Trail, which was an experience in of itself. We've gone off roading in Sedona in the van. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if I would do that now, um, but I certainly did it before. You know, we we had a lot of repairs on the van, um, which leads me to. What, what kind of van I would buy now, if, if we had it. I would definitely look at, um, probably an like an overlander type van that had um, accessories that you could enjoy the outdoors when the um, weather was nice, but also maintain a lifestyle inside the van when, when the weather was not good. Cold, hot, doesn't make any difference. Definitely one with an air conditioner in it. And it would definitely have to be four by four. Um, I I love some of the Overlander vans that have the uh, the dualies. They've got the the, the um, you know the bigger tires, the the, the dual wheels in the back, because I think they offer a little bit more you know traction um, when you're on sand or in snow. I see a lot of those here in Montana. Um, they're and they're pulling their snowboarders, these these snowboarders and their snowmobiles. These guys that, that come up here in Montana to snowboard at snowmobile, those are the people that you want to get to know or talk to about winterizing your van. Because they all have vans up here. And I'm, I'm just blown away by the technology and how well that they adapt to cold weather high elevation climates pulling their snowmobile and these overlander vans they are really something to see i i would i mean and, and with all the accessories that you can get with them too you know the tent and and uh the the, the screens and, and you know the patio screens i mean just un- unbelievable so i think that's what we would get the problem with that is that you're going go in debt i mean you, you, you're going to spend uh you're going to you're going to spend some bank with that so you know, you got to always look at your budget all all the time. You just always you always have to be aware of that because a full time life on the road, it's not cheap. It can be, but you're probably not going to be living in an Overlander van, or in a ProMaster. You're probably going to be in a cargo van, uh, an older cargo van which you completely rebuilt and made it yourself, and it's going to be a little bit tinier, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, it's just going to be a different lifestyle. And, you know, some people love that. I mean, you know, like I, you know, you want to meet those people and, you know, have a camaraderie with people that really know how to minimize and uh, live in a minimal life and live in smaller vans. Uh, Go to uh, Cheap RV Living, get to know Bob Wells and go out to one of his events. They're all out there and they are really good, really, really good Group of people. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, any of your favorite podcatchers. You can also follow us on Instagram, This Nomadic Idea. We've been putting a lot of wildlife um, pictures or a lot of shorts on our YouTube channel, This Nomadic Idea. So, um, I mean, we, we, we've seen so much wildlife out here. So go, go ahead and check that out. Uh, We had about 13 inches of snow in the last uh, three days. So all of us here in beautiful Cook City, Montana, are desperately waiting for spring. So remember that with all great achievement in life, it started with one single idea. So go live the life you want. We'll see you guys later. Bye.